today on City Cash Chicago. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. Every week we like to end things with a little rewind to talk about the stories that were on our hearts and minds. To help me do that, I got Sylvia Snowden, the host of Can TV's Political Forum, and Angel Ito, WTTW's art correspondent. It's Friday, August 12th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Good morning, Angel. Good morning, Sylvia. Welcome back to the show. How y'all feeling today? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. I am doing good. I'm not complaining. It's been a strong week on the show talking about state fairs, parades, and now, like every Friday, I'm excited to ask the stories that you all were thinking about and following this week. Uh, But before we jump into that, uh, here at CityCast Chicago, we got something that's our summertime shy bucket list. We've been doing it since June. We had a whole episode about it yesterday, but it's got me thinking and wanting to ask you all, was something left in summer that you said you were going to do, but you haven't done yet and you want to mark off the list. Angel, what's that summertime activity you definitely want to get done, you know, before fall gets here in a month and a half? I have been eager to get out on Lake Michigan to get in that playpen. So I'm going to do that this weekend. I'm going to get on a boat and it's supposed to be like Black Yacht Weekend or I know there's a special name for it. That I oh, don't you tapped right in. Now. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> Yes, yes. And it's so fun. I didn't realize until last summer, you know, I was late, but you know, all the boats literally link up and are mm-hmm. connected. And it's a really great experience that really allows you to meet different black folks from around the city. Sylvia, what's the thing that you definitely want to get done before the summer is over? I just want to say, you know, Angel got bougie with it. I just like to walk on the lake, right? If I could just walk, <laughs> honey, what? And get to the boat, and like doing it really big. I, I wish. I was like, oh, I guess I need to set my summer game up. I'm just happy to, you know, to hey, link, y'all need to link up, get on the linked up boats, and, and get out there for Black Yacht Week together. Yeah, I was gonna we say, should. in our big age, all you gotta do is get you and twenty of your closest friends to pay two hundred dollars a person to sit on the water for how oh, many hours. When you was, when you explained it like that, I'm like, dang. I, I, was so, I said, you know, I'm gonna. I just want to walk on the lake. There's nothing that makes me happier. And then Angel stepped it up like thirty notches with hitting. <laughs> <laughs> hitting a yacht so I, I i will discard that one because yeah angel kind of put me to shame she she's maybe right if, if angel if i could hop on the yacht with you i, I would love that but the yeah. other thing i really love to do every single summer in chicago that i have not done would have to be hit a rooftop angel sylvia y'all ready to jump in on these top stories uh, that was on our hearts and minds this week Yeah, let's do it. Sylvia, let's start with you. Uh, What's that story that you want to follow up on right now? You know, I'm really interested right now in crime on the CTA. Um, Mm. And and I'll tell you how this story came to be. I had a very unfortunate experience of having someone drive into our company parking lot and trying to to steal my catalytic converter off of my car. And which, Mm. I mean, really sucked. And what ended up happening was they didn't get the converter, but they did a lot of damage to the undercarriage of my car. So my car has been in the shop. And as a result of that, I have had to try to find alternate means of transportation getting around the city. So I think 
I'm going to take the CTA because I took the CTA every day for years and years and years and yeah. never thought anything of it, especially if you're like me and grew up in Chicago. A lot of times it's a kid you get around on the bus. I didn't really know until recently that crime was what it was on the CTA. I looked and I saw there was a young man who was shot a few hours after police had announced over the weekend that they were going to be working to combat crime. Then I think I saw a story the other day that somebody was pushed on, on the on the tracks at, at the station mm-hmm. right by my office. So I said, oh, my goodness, all of this crime. And and this is something we've been following for obviously for months and months. We we've seen the the spike over last year. You know, Superintendent Brown wanted to make clear that crime is down about forty three percent on the CTA compared to what they say are twenty nineteen numbers. But they say it's up over last year. And you know, a few months ago, CTA came out and said they'd increase funding for private security. And I'm I'm gonna be real. I saw that kind of immediately, particularly down in the loop. Uh, a lot of people, you know, just kind of there in their vest. But I don't know how much deterrence this way or that way they were providing. And now they're talking about bringing back canine units, bringing back armed police on, on the tracks. And I'm going to be real. Personally, I don't feel safer uh, with more police around. Um, and I understand that that people want to feel safe on the CTA. So many of us have stories of people, you know, yelling in our face, people, you know, being physically intimidating, you know, people being assaulted on the trains. And it's always a reminder that the city needs to solve other problems. So I'm interested to see, can they strike the balance between making people feel safe, um, but also, you know, protecting and serving. And, you know, I don't have much confidence either way right now. Angel, how are you feeling about it? I agree with you when you said that I think that more police presence can promote or encourage more danger or activity. Um, But I think as a woman riding public transportation, specifically the train, I feel that extra layer of safety. I I mean, I haven't ridden the train like since high school, but I used to ride the active, like growing up in High Park, going downtown, going further south, like to Chatham. Like I used to ride the the red line from the south side all the way to Northwestern. So it's like, I really used to be on that, not like I am anymore, but I will say like if I ever felt unsafe or if I'm a woman or if I'm with my girlfriend and a guy approaches me, it's helpful to know that a police officer is there to maybe step in if something were to happen. But I will say in all of the other instances when maybe it's like during the day and you come across someone maybe with a mental health issue um, and they are just kind of like getting through their day and they're just kind of interacting with you and they don't really mean any harm. I think that a lot of times um, increased police presence can can make situations like that worse it reminds me that my experience on the train is vastly different than so much so many of the women who live in this city um you know and, and so i appreciate you you know checking my perspective in that way uh angel what was that top story for you this week my top story is a little old but it is on a grand jury deciding not to indict Carolyn Bryant, who accused um, Emmett Till back in, in 1955, which later led to his death. And I just felt like that was a really important story this week. I, before this, was reporting in Jackson, Mississippi. So being in Chicago and Mississippi, 
Mississippi and having that um, North to South connection really kind of made the story a little bit more personal for me. Mm-hmm. And then I also think when we think about Gen Z or millennials that are our age and a little bit younger and think about the weight that this case holds, I think about maybe shows that we saw during the pandemic like Lovecraft and we were able to kind of see that genuine depiction of who Emmett Till was and get an understanding of him really just being a young black boy that was visiting the South from Chicago and was killed because of it. And so I just feel like that that to me is always going to be a top story. That's always going to be a story that needs more attention. As a young black man who grew up on the South side of Chicago, the story of Emma Teal, uh, his life, his murder, uh, his funeral was something that was so closely told in my household. It was a story that you grew up with. And we know that it was a, a catalyst for the civil rights movement that, you know, his mother, Mamie, uh, sh- showcasing his body, having people take pictures of it, continue to reveal to the world a brutality that it was that it was very much already aware of. But for so many generations, there obviously could never be closure on this case. But to know that a month after his body was recovered, an all white jury deliberated for under an hour and acquitted the men who had murdered Emma Teal, that Carolyn Bryant never uh, you know, was brought up for charges, was never, you know, brought in for, for any realistic questioning on the part that she played in the murder of, of this 14-year-old boy. And it's so it's one of those open wounds that will always remain. And I don't think them, you know, convicting her, sending her to jail provides any type of closure. It doesn't make the family or the descendants of Emma Teal heal, but it was some sense of accountability in this lifetime and to know that that will still not be given, you know, almost 70 years later. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it continues to be heartbreaking. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Can you talk a little bit about your underhype story and development coming out of Cook County? Yeah, sure. So a young man named Alteric Wesley, he was 27 years old, died earlier this month, uh, just weeks after, I guess, he experienced a medical emergency while being detained in the county. And that struck me because 
he, he's not the first or the second story that, that I've been following this year mm-hmm. where that has happened. We had the story of Irene Chavez, who died in police custody earlier this year. We had around the same time she passed London Marquez dying in police custody. Um, and, and I know it, and it, I think now I will say that Miss Chavez did hang herself, but she was in the middle of, of a medical emergency and there are real questions around whether or not she received the sort of assistance she should have received. And, and I think, you know, though in the cases of Miss Marquez and Mr. Pleasant, the circumstances are, are still murky, you know, inconclusive. We're not sure what happened. And, and I don't know if we're paying enough attention to that. And, and I don't know if, you know, inconclusive is good. I, I, I hear 100 percent, especially when uh, Pleasant's mom is coming out and saying, well, when I look at my child, their, their, their wrists were broken. It looked like they were burned. There were marks on their neck. And even if that happened at the hands of somebody else inside of Cook County, right, whether it was an officer, whether like that, this should be seen, right? His mom yeah. said she didn't even know he was dead. Right. His mother said she didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, I think when we send people to county to just be detained, exactly. you'd like to think that we can at least rest on the assumption that they will be kept alive mm-hmm. until they've worked their way through the criminal justice system. And the fact that it seems like people are not being kept alive until they've had their day in court, that needs more attention and perhaps more interrogation by us. I worked in Cook County for a little bit doing some storytelling workshops and the things that I heard from the people who worked in there. And I worked at the various from maximum all the way down. And and there's a clear sense, especially if you're having a medical emergency that you are not given the resources you need. You're, you're barely asked any questions. You are, you know, you know, barely, barely looked after and, and going to the infirmary or going to other parts, people, people dread that experience. And, and so it, you know, seeing another story, like you said, of somebody uh, winding up dead in Cook County's custody and everything you're hearing is, you know, the sheriff's words and, and no description of the state of Pleasant's body or inconclusive autopsy. All of that screams, you know, to me, like you said, we're just no one's going to pay enough attention to this. And so we're going to just kind of put these statements out and then move on. Andrew, what is that underhype story that you were looking at this week? The underhyped story that I had for this week on us on a lighter note, because I feel like we've been very heavy with the the past few topics, is gas is down to just under four dollars a gallon, three ninety nine to be exact. <laughs> I felt it yesterday when I filled up my tank and I put forty dollars in and it was almost full. I literally jumped out of my seat. I couldn't believe it. But I mean it's been like five months, six months of gas being almost at seven dollars mm-hmm. a gallon. And I mean in the middle of the summer, everything that we're trying to do, lights are crazy. You can't take a road trip. So it's just like, that's great to see, especially as we prepare to head back to school and all of those fall finances. I think that it's just really a, a really big break that I think deserves more attention because it really, you don't really realize what you can and can't do until you can't go anywhere because you don't have gas money. Every single show, we like to end things with a uh, some good news. 
was to get the people through their day, to get them through the weekend, right? We've had some heavier stories, but but that's the importance of City Cash Chicago. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly across this city, but we're going to make sure that you get you some good news uh, before we wrap up our podcast. Uh, Sylvia, what's that? Some good news you want to leave the people with? Come on, I'm trying. (laughs) Make that Jasmine Sullivan challenge. (laughs) I've been working on the same, the same notes for a year and a half. If it don't sound good, now nah, it's over. I need a new melody. That's great. So, okay, my good news is actually all the really amazing things happening at TNTV. So everybody knows that TNTV, at least everyone should know, TNTV is Chicago's public access television network. That means that we are a place where you can create the sort of things you want to see on television. You can come here and create. We are coming to the city in a major way this fall, and I do not want the people to miss it. We are going to be rolling out a series of signature television programming every night of the week at 7 p.m. on Channel 19, and I'm so happy to announce that my show is going to be one of the signature shows. So Political Forum is coming back. The week of September 12, 7 p.m., we have an amazing lineup. We're bringing people as well as some new faces. So I just, I think it's great anytime people can get more access to the voices in their community speaking up and saying the things that they think are important. Mm. Shout out to Can TV. Shout out to your entire staff and everybody working with you over there. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the work that you do. I'm so great. I've been able to not only watch the show, but to work with you um, out in the world. And, and so I'm just excited to see things growing for you. Congratulations, Sylvia. That's so exciting. Angel, uh, what's your moment of joy or your some good news? I was feeling good today. I'm a singer every time yeah, I hear it. Yeah, some of you are going to What's your some good news? One more time. Run it back. <laughs> some good news. Um, no, (laughs) mine is the NABJ Chicago chapter. We won chapter of the year at the National National Association of Black Journalists Conference. And so that was really awesome. Um, I feel very blessed personally to make it about me for a second. (laughs) But no, just um, being a part of that chapter growing up and to join the board as an adult and that just felt really amazing, um, especially after being at NABJ after so many years of being away. But just like a really just um, a reflection of our commitment to storytelling in Chicago and supporting black and brown journalists. Sylvia and I are both on the board. Um, it just feels really great to support our journalists, Toby, your journalists um, under our umbrella. Right. So just seeing that our hard work is kind of like paid off and that we're just like kind of able to be celebrated and we'll be able to continue to do good and important work for the cities. Uh, I'm loving to see y'all thrive out here. Um, And then my good news is going to continue that spreading love to Chicago journalists, uh, particularly black Chicago journalists. I want to give a shout out to Morgan Johnson from the tribe who wrote this phenomenal newsletter earlier this week. So good to see so many people sharing it out there. Well, basically, Morgan read national and international media outlets to filth for, for trying to utilize black journalists to help them tell an already pigeonholed narrative about violence, about guns, about the state of 
black Chicago. And I've said so many times on this show, I'm not for that nonsense. Like if you're going to listen to City Cash Chicago, you're going to expect to get thorough, really comprehensive, yeah. even though it's 15 to 20 minute mm -hmm. analysis where we give you context. But if you're looking to us to kind of confirm your biases um, about what the South and West sides of our city mm. have, have had to deal with uh, from, from disinvestment, yes. uh, from people turning their nose up at us, for people robbing us of our wealth, mm. uh, of our housing, of our land. Um, and, and you only want to focus on the consequence of that, which, which is uh, a, a rise in uh, not even a rise, just a, just a, a constant dealing with with violence without understanding what it's like for us to live at the edge of this precarity. Yeah. Uh, we all call him bullshit on it. And it's so beautiful to see uh, not only all the work that the tribe does week in and week out with the pieces that they put out, with the commentary they provide. Uh, but that newsletter was just another uh, ability for us all to rally together behind this this purpose of of not allowing people to use Chicago's narrative uh, in any old way or fashion. I hope that my guests today, Angel Ito and Sylvia Snowden, uh, will continue to come back to City Cash Chicago and bless us with their presence. And I hope y'all learn something from them today as much as I did. Angel, Sylvia, thank y'all for making time for me. Thank you so much for having us. This is so fun. Before I let you go, a quick reminder, I got a couple live shows coming up I'd love for you to be in the building for. This Sunday at 7 o'clock, we're live at Shuba's for karaoke storytellers. And next Tuesday, the Moth in Chicago returns to the Promontory at 7 o'clock. I'll be hosting both, so I can guarantee you're going to have a good time. So pull up on us. I got to thank the people who make City Cash Chicago possible. That's lead producer Carrie Shepard, our newsletter writer Sydney Madden, our producer Meg Dalton, our producer Simone Alisea is back in the building next week. The people on the ones and twos making the music you love to hear is Sam Thousand, all the kimonos, and Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. And like every episode, my last thank you is for you. If you want to reach out to City Cash Chicago, please feel free at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and your story idea. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right, here we go. <clears throat> and a one, and a 30, and a 45.